whatever really happened to dudes calling each other best friends? Dave and John grew up in the 80s in New Jersey, and they did everything together. They were the quintessential best friends until they became teenagers and Dave moved away. Fast forward to today, and these two 40-somethings reconnected and decided to not only be besties again, but to put on a podcast and share their reunion with anyone who will listen. Welcome to Fat, Dumb, and Happy. All right, welcome back, everybody, to a fat episode. That is fat with a PH episode of Fat, Dumb, and Happy. This episode will be so money. Straight dope and the bomb. Today we are talking about 90s music. I am your host, Dave Tamander, and with me as always is my bro host, John Deal. Sup, dog? What's going on, player? (laughs) (laughs) And we are always happy to be joined by our in-house special guest expert, Ben. Oh, snap, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Thank you. (laughs) This feels like a radio episode, doesn't it? I'm like DJing it right now. There you go. All right. (laughs) And last but not least, we have the antithesis of two of the three descriptors of this show. Let me explain antithesis. It's too big of a word for our podcast. He is fit, smart, and happy. Mine and Ben's nephew, Justin Jerez. What is up, home slice? What's up? Hey, glad to be here. <laughs> yes. And he was born in 91, so he's pure 90s. He doesn't have any 80s in him, but he loves 90s music. And tell us a little bit about yourself and what you like about 90s music. Yeah, I was listening to a bit of 90s uh, music throughout, but it wasn't until kind of early 2000s when I started listening to music. And those are the days of LimeWire and really cheap (laughs) UCDs. And so I was able to find whatever I wanted. I listened almost exclusively to that 90s stuff. So hopefully I'm an expert enough uh, to be the special guest expert today. But yeah, I'm glad to be here. So happy to have Justin. He is an expert of 90s music for sure. We're excited to hear from him. We're going to talk everything 90s. We're taking this episode on a journey through our favorite bands of various genres and songs that top the charts, or we're just our personal favorites. Really, it's Kind of nuts how much 90s music influenced our culture. And so we'll dive into that later as far as fashion, slang, you know, all kinds of stuff. And finally, we will play a trivia game and take a look back at some of those one hit wonders. It is going to be mad fat. Remember saying mad all the time? Do you guys mad, did you do yep. that? Yes. Yep. <laughs> I love adding mad to everything. It's so awesome. All right. Just a quick note, though, to remember that this is a family-friendly show. And so, you know, we're going to be talking about all kinds of songs and bands. If we happen to mention any songs that have foul language or suggestive lyrics, we apologize up front. I assure you that is unintentional. We listened to this music as youth. And so the songs were edited on the radio back then. We didn't even know a lot of times. And, you know, I haven't gone back and tried to interpret or define, you know, what songs mean necessarily. So hopefully nothing slips through the cracks that way. But also, of course, it's like if any bands or band members represent something negative or live immoral lifestyles, we're not intending to support them by just mentioning them. I really don't care too much about the personal lives of these people. Hopefully that makes sense. But yeah, we're gonna have a fun time. We're going to kick it off over to John to talk about the food portion of our episode tonight. All right, here we go. So when we talk about movies and stuff like that, it's a lot easier because we see something in the movie that we can say, okay, well, that was in the movie. You know, it's easier to pick a food related to that. Music was a little bit tougher for us, I think, trying to find one. Yeah. I think we all have good ones. I kind of left mine a surprise. So I'm going to give you one line out of this obscure one-hit wonder. you got to guess what I got to eat, okay? Nice. Yes. All right. And I'm not going to sing it either. I'm just going to say (laughs) 
Come see. on, sing it, dude. <laughs> Chickity China, the Chinese chicken. I knew it, dude. I knew it. I don't know why, but I figured that was what it was going to be. That is awesome. So you got some Chinese food, some Chinese got, chicken. Something? Got some General Tso's here. Getting down nice. on that. Delish. Absolutely. Uh, what about you, Dave? What are you doing? All right. I'm actually a little disappointed I didn't think of something a little fatter for our Fat, Dumb, and Happy podcast here. But I decided to do Peaches from the song Peaches by the Presidents of the United States of America. You guys remember these guys? Yes, classic. Yeah, yeah the two-string bass and three-string guitar. You know, peaches come from a can. I don't know if you guys knew that. They're put there by a man in a factory downtown. <laughs> I have so my, my little, little way. way. I eat day. peaches every day. Yes. Sun soaking bulges in the shade. <laughs> All right, Justin, what do you got? Yeah, you know, I actually first thought of peaches as well. You beat me to it. But instead, I got a cake like the band. Happens to be a vanilla ice cream cake so nice kind of there yeah nicely done <laughs> oh man that makes me jealous there <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah. that's awesome so you got to hear this justin john when we were thinking about food items for this episode he already knew what he was going to do and he wanted to do it like he did the, the guest but he was like if anyone needs help i got an idea like cake like the band and i was like oh man that's awesome and i go to look at our agenda and it was like right when you filled it in I was like awesome He's on it. <laughs> nice all right, Ben, what about you? Well, I got pumpkin pie for smashing pumpkins. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> I actually started eating it a little before we started, and it just kind of got out of hand. So I'm just <laughs> scooping up the last little drippings here because it was good. <laughs> nice. We've all, all right. been there. Yeah. Our theme today, of course, is 90s music. And I kind of wanted to start off with just some prompts to kind of get our memories jogging here and, and just the kind of music we listen to at different times. So I'm going to throw out some scenarios and any of you guys can chime in if you can think of a song or an album that you listen to during these times or answers the prompt. So let me start off here with what's a song or album you listen to when you are studying? Like, you know, the words are not going to distract you. you. Maybe you know it well enough or maybe you're not going to start <laughs> dancing around. You got to focus a little bit. One that comes to mind, I think back to the 90s, I think back to when I actually did study because, you know, I was in junior high in the early 90s and high school in the later 90s. But the Smashing Pumpkins, their album Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, that one had some slow jams and some little harder ones. And, you know, I just listened to it a lot. And so it was a good one to just put on while I could have it in the background kind of thing. Yeah, that one's good. It's really long, too. So you could just kind of put it on and work on your homework or whatever and keep it going. That's a good choice. Yep. Yep. I think looking in hindsight, my grades tell me that I should not have been listening to music while I studied. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I actually didn't listen to a lot of <laughs> music while I was studying because I, I couldn't separate the two. I'd just start singing and keep going and get distracted. So I know there are people that can do that. You know, And some people say that it helps them remember from test time and all that kind of stuff, but not for me. It did not help me. I'm kind of so with you, John, actually, because I, I'm kind of the same way. I mean, unless, I don't know, unless I have it down quiet enough or... Or if it's like, maybe if it's something that's in like a soundtrack that doesn't have any words, it's just kind of the music, you know, and no lyrics. Sometimes I can pull that off, but more often it's just a distraction. It's really hard to focus. One time I tried to be smart, and so I tried listening to classical music while I studied, but that didn't help either. <laughs> yeah. This one's tough for me because I always would just listen to the same music, whether I'm studying or I'm just hanging out. But I... 
I guess if I had to choose something that I'm really trying to focus on, I choose something with less words, like you said. The first thing that kind of comes to mind would be like something like Massive Attack. I don't know if you guys have listened to them, but they're like kind of groovier, trip hop kind of music, not too much vocals, just something that kind of gets you in a mellow mood. So I choose something like that. Nice. Good deal. Good I deal. like it. All right. What about driving your date somewhere? I can see this going a lot of different directions, so I'm not going to give any additional reasons why, but just where would you go with that? One that comes to mind, it's car-related. The song from Cake called Stick Shifts and Safety Belts. Oh, yeah. It's all about, you remember that one? Yes. Yeah. Bucket seats or uh, have to go or whatever. Uh, that's a good kind of romantic, and, and it's like fun and like bouncy. It's a good one. That's a good choice. I had a good burnt CD of or mixtape. I can't remember what we had back then. Of like just good popular songs at the time. Something just fun to cruise to. Didn't even need to be all that romantic. It was just more of the whatever was a hit at the time. Yep. Yep. I wasn't technically dating people in the 90s, of course, but one of the ones I do remember, I had a CD when I was in high school in the 2000s. I had a CD of No Doubt, Tragic Kingdom. And I would play yes. that sometimes oh, yeah, when yeah. hanging out with girls. Had to prove that, you know, I thought girls yeah. were cool. So, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Dude, Justin, you were a player in the third grade, too. We know it. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was thinking, too, like there's listening to something that's, you know, like Dave was saying, kind of romantic. But there's also like listening to something like Justin was saying to show a certain side of you that they might not see otherwise. But then there's also like listening to something to test and see if they like have similar preferences for music to you. You know what I mean? Because there's some music that is kind of, I guess, probably more popular among guys and some that are more popular among girls. But yeah, you get a kind of a feel for a person by how they respond to your music too. Yep. Yep. That totally reminds me. Went to this dance with a girl we weren't dating or anything like that, but it was this chill dance and intergalactic came up by the Beastie Boys. And I was like, oh yeah, everyone was getting excited about it, you know, but she knew every single word and was like rapping it good. And I was like, (laughs) okay, you are cooler than me. And yeah, so that was, was kind of funny. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. What would you say was one of your more embarrassing or guilty pleasures? (laughs) Oh, for me, Jewel, actually, was music I would put on when I was not feeling good or depressed or something, because even though sometimes they would, like, her songs would bring up sad stuff, but it was sort of, like, hopeful, I guess. And I don't know that I ever played that in front of other people (laughs) as much, (laughs) but that was actually one that I I did enjoy. She's got a good voice, man. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, she's got a song that I really like. For me... I think it's more nowadays. <laughs> Maybe not back then. I didn't really care because I only really listened to just 90s back then. But like, I got some songs today on soundtracks that I would never give out my playlist to anybody in case one <laughs> of those songs came up. So, yeah. What about you, Justin? Any embarrassing, guilty pleasures you're willing to share to the universe here? <laughs> yes. You know, I've always really loved the song Wannabe by the Spice Girls. Dang um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I know the entire <laughs> rap section by heart, and yeah, I love that song. I'm not too embarrassed about it, to be honest, but... Own it. Own it, man. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> so mine is not, I don't know. There was this kid in high school that I was kind of friends with, and he was really funny. And then he had this theory that, that everyone actually really does like Ace of Bass. They just didn't want to admit it. <laughs> and... uh I couldn't argue against him. I actually did like Ace of Bass. I would jam to them when it came on. 
but yeah, I didn't admit it publicly for sure. <laughs> That's funny. Can you guys argue that point? I mean, I know their songs. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah, some yeah. of their stuff. I don't like it all, but yeah. I don't hate it. No. I saw the sign. Yeah. Yeah, you saw the sign. <laughs> Opened up your eyes, man. It did. It That's did. Awesome. It opened up my eyes. Like where I belong. That's awesome. It's really interesting how music can just play to whatever mood you're in, and there's always something available for it, even back then. So, like, what about when you guys were angry? I know when I was angry or upset about something, man, my go-to was Metallica. I just, for some reason, they just hit really hard. I play Enter Sandman or, you know, One or anything like that. And it just kind of took me away from what I was doing because I got so deep into their songs. I just thought they did a really good job with something like that, a little bit of escapism. What about you guys? For me, first one that comes to mind is probably Rage Against the Machine. It's in the name. That's what I was thinking. But they're just, I mean, everything about them, it's just they capture that that mood of just being mad at the system and the world. And and yeah, I love that band. They're great. That's right. Rally Around the Family. <laughs> That's what I was going to answer, too. So can you guys think of a really funny song from the 90s? Anything weird, Al Yankovic was always hugely popular. Yeah. Amish paradise and you know what it's amazing because you think of it he has been majorly successful in his music career he's never had any kind of scandal all the songs are pretty much clean they're all nothing you really got to worry about in there as far as funny goes thing I don't know if there was anybody better than him on his song parodies and when did he get started man like he has been going for a long time and he's just keeps putting out stuff man it's great even recently I think he's still got stuff going out yeah. Uh, he had a comedy song aired on the Dr. Demento radio show in 1976 at age 16. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, Weird Al is hilarious. Dude, I, I don't know why it pops in my head, like the image of him singing Amish Paradise. And he's Amish just Paradise. dripping sweat. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And some of his stuff is actually pretty clever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Any other funny ones? Did you guys ever listen to Del the Funky Homo Sapien? He was this rapper. I think he's like cousins with Ice Cube or something. But he just had the goofiest songs. Uh, The first I kind of heard of him was he was on like the Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack. He has this song about like, you got to brush your teeth. You got to wash your hair. And I don't know. I just thought he's all of his songs are just kind of goofy and funny. And I always liked him. (laughs) That's That's awesome. awesome. I'll have to look him up. I feel like a lot of rap and hip hop, they just go into the comedy a lot more often than I think a lot of other genres. I love it. So now we have the 90s music genre randomizer. You know, if we don't mention one of your favorite songs, one of your favorite bands, you know, don't hit on us too hard. There's so much, you know, it's a whole decade of awesome music. So we're just going to skim the wave tops. I'm going to go ahead and hit the button, see what we get. Big money, no whammies. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. Grunge. Awesome. All right, so let's talk about grunge, guys. Any favorite bands, favorite songs, anything that comes to mind when you think grunge? I think the first one that should come to everyone's mind is probably Nirvana. They're right. just, you right. know, they defined it. They defined rock in the 90s pretty much, but they were one of the first bands I really started listening to, and they're just only, I think, three albums. Yeah, they just, they really capture that teenage attitude. Smells Like Teen Spirit, of course, is everything about that song is just amazing and many other songs of theirs as well yeah i agree 100 yeah. percent, justin uh, nirvana is kind of what kicked it all off for me especially in grunge and it felt like at a time there you know nirvana was kind of you know right up there i guess pearl jam was trying to be right there with them 
But I think for every teenager that was listening to music, I think they just encapsulated the, the perfect essence of what teenagers were, man. I really do. Nirvana was just, they're fantastic. I love it. I'll still listen to it every single time it comes on the radio. I don't, you know, Pearl Jam is whatever to me. They got a couple good songs. They got a few really good songs, but for the most part, Nirvana definitely takes the cake for me. I remember too, Nirvana did that Unplugged album. I remember yep. watching that yeah. and it was so good man i think my favorite on there was all apologies yes i don't know about you guys but for me one of those big memories is when kurt cobain committed suicide and we found out i remember just being in school and like seeing people just crying about it man it was crazy like how how much impact it had and i was you know junior high at the time but um yeah it was huge man yeah that's a great album they only had three studio albums, but, you know, one day I was trying to be cool and somebody gave me a record player. Uh, this was recently. And uh, and so <laughs> I actually went and bought the record of the uh, Nirvana Unplugged. Nice. My favorite song on that, though, you know, yes, you got all the popular ones, maybe a little bit less popular, is The Man Who Sold the World. Love that song. Oh, yeah. 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 Great song. Guitar riffs in there. It's, just, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. And they do a couple other covers, too. Uh, yeah, the Bowie song. Uh huh. And the the Vaseline's, the, yeah, the really band, obscure yeah. band, and yeah, those songs are cool. And I think the Foo Fighters are cool to have come after Nirvana. Like you wouldn't think that um, Dave Grohl, the drummer from Nirvana, would evolve into his own band. That's really been awesome too. And of course, they're still going strong as ever. But I always liked Foo Fighters right up there, you know, with Nirvana. After Nirvana yep. ended, you know, they kind of moved on and they've been a, another great band. Dave Grohl is pretty awesome. He's a really good guitarist and drummer. Yeah, for sure. Am I wrong in that, like, grunge is, it came out of Washington at least, right? And it, yeah. it's like, yeah, Justin, you yeah. live in Washington, right? I don't know if we can show Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think officially, I mean, if you're going to get technical about it, some people will say only grunge bands are the ones from like Seattle and that a lot of other bands get labeled grunge or grunge adjacent, but the true ones had to be from Seattle. And I think that's just <laughs> like Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, I think is from Seattle. I think, isn't Temple of the Dog, aren't they like a, some of the same members yeah. of some of those bands? Yeah, yeah. Soundgarden is, yeah. Yep, Soundgarden singers, Temple of the Dog. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's such a good singer, Chris Cornell. Yeah, man. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. His voice is so good. And that song, I mean, I know it's like the most popular, the most played or whatever, but Hunger Strike, I love that song. Dude. It's so good. Yeah. Well, and he, I don't know, I guess this wasn't 90s anymore, but he went on in like 2003 or something. He did an album with the band from Rage Against the Machine called uh, Audio Slave. What was that band? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's one of the best like super groups. I, I, would, I would think so. At least combining those bands, I wouldn't have imagined that. But he's just so good. And that rhythm section in Rage Against the Machine with Tom Morello, they're really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Pearl Jam, too. Eddie Vedder, his, he's got a distinct and pretty awesome voice, too. I always like trying to sing like exactly like I'm going to sing along. <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of fun. Just one thing I thought of is just like when I listen to, and I don't know these bands like super well, but it just seems like to me, like so often they really hit on some raw, powerful, emotional topics while yeah. keeping their voice and their tone, the beat and everything doesn't 
it kind of betrays the topic almost. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it's kind of cool how they keep the beat and everything fun and something you can, you know, jam to a little bit, but but man, they really hit some hard stuff. <laughs> That's crazy. No, that is true for sure. For sure. I like that good comment. All right. Let's go back to the randomizer. Beep, 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 beep. Ska punk. All right, here we go. From the ska punk genre. Any comments, favorite bands, albums, songs, whatever. Easily have a favorite amongst all of those, and that's Sublime. Love Sublime. Yeah, Yeah. another great voice. I feel like they've been in some soundtracks and stuff like that, too, for shows and movies, but they're so catchy. I I love their song. Definitely had the CDs. Still listen to them today. That's one of my favorites in there. Probably above everything else, actually. What about you guys? No, Sublime's great, for sure. I went through a ska phase, for sure. I really liked ska music and, you know, the horns and even skanking or whatever, doing the ska dance and stuff. And one of my favorites is the the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. They got popular, and it reminds me, there was this kid in high school that was like, super anti if they got popular kind of thing. And um, that was one that stood out. Like, and he would he was just like so vocal about it. Like, oh, you just like them because they're, they're popular. And and I don't know, they, there's something to just like songs that get popular because they're good, man. <laughs> and I remember <laughs> just being like, this guy's a punk, whatever. Um, but yeah, Mighty Mighty Boston is a good time. It's funny because they had like a guy that was just in the band to dance. Like he would just dance on the stage. He didn't like play an instrument. He didn't sing. He was just like their dancer. It was awesome. Real Big <laughs> Fish is another great one. Rancid. I listen to them. Yeah, I wasn't as into ska. I I did like punk music though, um, a, a little more. So yeah, I think in the '90s a lot of the punk was like pre-emo, and it later kind of evolved into that genre. And so there are bands like Jimmy Eat World, Sunny Day Real Estate that I would say would be like punk bands, and that's the kind of stuff that I, I liked in that type of genre. Nice. We looked it up as, as far as Sublime. It's been in nine different songs have been in movies and, or TV oh, shows. Oh, wow. It's just alone has been in four movies and one episode. Awesome. What was the name of that thing that you're looking it up in, Ben? What song, yeah. What, what dash song? song? Okay, I like it. That's pretty cool. Back to the randomizer. Beep, 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 beep. R&B. All right, let's check it out, mm-hmm. guys. Under R&B. Favorite bands, albums, songs. What do we got? So I'll kick us off. <laughs> Boys of Men was awesome, dude. Like when they came out, it was unlike anything else that we were listening to at the time, you know, and they blended their voices so well. I always loved the super deep voice, dude, that like yeah. would come in and talk, man. I always tried to talk like him, even though I was like 12 and like my voice is cracking. I tried to do the same thing. Um, they were awesome, <laughs> man. I love Boys of Men. I mean, what songs got played during our 90s at the dances more than Boys to Men for the slow songs? Yep, yep. End of the Road was so good. End of the Road. It's a natural. You belong to me. Yeah, good stuff, man. (laughs) Yeah, man. You should be in the group for sure. Yeah, probably should have been. Jerks. (laughs) (laughs) Any others on there, John, you want to talk about? I mean, yeah, TLC, you can't go chasing waterfalls. And then, um, yep. yeah, and then you, you got to creep too with them. So, um, yeah, you gotta creep. yeah, yeah, you got to creep, creep, creep. <laughs> hey, <laughs> we don't want no scrubs. And we don't want no scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, on there, it feels weird because, like, like Casey and JoJo had only like one good song that I remember. And then, yeah, you know, yeah. Dennis Child then obviously turned into Beyonce, but. 
her being from Houston, they were still, you know, they were really big here. All for one had a couple songs. That, that's all I remember. I actually remember we went to the mall and I think it was like $4 and I bought an all for one uh, singles and it had two songs, one on each side of the, the cassette tape for use that don't know what that is. You might have to Google that. <laughs> but <two> was, <laughs> Yeah. And they were both like covers of other songs. Like one was a John Michael Montgomery song that they did a cover of. And I can't remember what the other one was. But yeah. So, I mean, like, obviously I think back then Boys to Man was probably the most popular followed by probably Destiny's Child and TLC. Yeah. You know who did huge, though, especially early 90s, was Whitney Houston, man. She sold a Oh, ton. yeah. I mean, yeah, she's got to be a record holder of some sort. For sure. And it wasn't too long ago that I was, like, in a Walmart, and one of her, I can't remember which song it was, one of her peppier songs came on, dude, and I was, like, jamming, and it was, like, oh, yeah, I'm super old. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> in this supermarket jamming to this Whitney Houston song that came out in, like, 91 or something. But it was... It was awesome, man. It got me going. It was good. Whitney Houston is just one that stood out to me as being one of those powerhouse belted out like divas that yeah. that I think a few other artists tried to almost emulate. You know what I mean? Like she kind of set the standard there for that genre, I guess. But it wasn't like mm-hmm. a, a particular, I can't think of any particular songs that stand out to me personally. But I, like you say, once you hear it, you, you can kind of be taken back. Yep. Isn't it crazy how you cannot hear a song forever? And it comes on and then you're able to like recall the words and sing like along with it. Like it was just yesterday. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I was jamming to some of these just getting ready for this episode. And one of them was that Bell Biv DeVoe's Poison. Do you guys remember that? That girl is poison. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, man. Good times. All right. Pick another name. Big money. No whammies. Alternative. The big one. I yeah. think we're all uh, pretty big alternative fans on this episode. All right. So in the alternative genre, who wants to go first? What do we got? Justin, why don't you start? I guess I got to say maybe my favorite band of all time has got to be Radiohead. And as much as I like their post-90s stuff, their albums in the 90s are just amazing, including Pablo oh, yeah. Honey, The Bends, uh, OK Computer. I think everyone agrees that album's great, but they're just amazing. They were really pushing where rock music could go and really evolve the genre and you know amazing guitar work interesting lyrics they're one of my favorites for sure with radiohead i watch a lot of america's got talent and a lot of people have come up with some of the most awesome renditions of creep by radiohead that i've ever heard i mean just fantastic at least once a season somebody tries to do a, their own cover of it the original is always going to be the best for me but that's a great song too man yeah yeah for sure for sure classic I love Weezer, man. Like from the first time I heard some of their music, I really fell in love with it, man. It's just, I like the lyrics. I like the the sound. Yeah, just, they were very impactful on that time of my life. And it was fun for sure. And I still like the stuff they come out with. Like they have the cover of like 80s songs. Yeah, I've always loved Weezer too. They're another favorite of mine. And since the 90s, they're, they're one of the most hit or miss bands, but they have gold every few years just amazing songs and one of the things i always loved on them is they just really capture the like loser feeling of being like a, a young yes. lonely teenager and to the point where sometimes it's embarrassing to sing along to the lyrics but <laughs> yeah they'll do it and even though they're probably like 50 now they're still capturing that spirit and i just love it they're great that is awesome so my girls love the Frozen movies, Frozen 1, Frozen 2. And in the second one, Weezer did a song for 
the soundtrack and it's it's awesome man like i love that like i don't know i feel like i grew up with them almost you're, you're right they're probably 50s and uh, i'm not too far behind them unfortunately it's just cool that they're playing the soundtrack of like my daughter's favorite movies and stuff <laughs> But yeah. like, it's cool because they do other stuff too. You know, like it's, it's not like they sold out or anything like that. I don't think it's just, it's just cool. Yeah. What about you, Ben? One thing that I've noticed, and there's a quite a few different bands I could talk about, but one thing that stood out to me aside from just the music was like how music videos went all over the place. <laughs> like, I don't know how to describe it. Like they would often be so wild and different from what you'd expect from the lyrics and stuff. Do you know what I mean? So yes. like, for instance, an example of, I'm not even into this band that much, but the Pixies and later went by Frank Black. He had a song, I think it was Los Angeles, that uh-huh. for the music video, he just told them, I don't care what we do for the music video, just as long as I get to experience a new form of transportation. <laughs> and so they put him <laughs> in this, driving around in this hovercraft. Like interspersed nice. with other weird random stuff, you know? And I, I'm like, what is this song even about? <laughs> but <laughs> so typical of this genre and this era, I guess, of music videos. It was like it was like work of art that you'd have to analyze almost because they, they just went everywhere with it. So interesting and entertaining to watch, I guess. Yeah. I think right along the lines with that, and there are some that were actually really good storytellers with their music. And the the one that comes to mind the most, rather than anybody that they made like actual little movies for their videos, was the Beastie Boys. Oh like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some yep. of their videos were just awesome, man. <laughs> um, they totally so they were. Some, yeah, they had some good ones. They're the ones that probably pop out in my head more than anybody. I think for me, the two or three that I just want to highlight that I'll still listen to whenever if it comes on, I'm listening to it. Uh, the first is Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'd love to see them. In yes. Great songs yeah. to this day. All their old stuff was great. Their new stuff is great. Uh, I love Red Hot Chili Peppers. And then the other one that kind of, in the alternative, that kind of got me started as well was Green Day. Green Day with the Dookie album. So oh, Dookie, many good dude, yeah. songs on that. Yeah. Uh, it, even yeah. has, it even has a hidden track on there. That's a really great album too, man. You know, Oasis was good. Some people don't like them. But I do. Uh, Three Doors Down, love them. Love Three Doors Down. Yeah. Landing yeah. in London is one of my favorite songs. You know, you had The Offspring and Lincoln Park. It was really good. Electric Soul. Like, I feel like some of these other ones, though, like, were kind of in their own little genre in alternative together, like Collective Soul, Goo Goo Dolls, Gin Blossoms, Counting Crows. I was just listening to one of their songs that I just absolutely love is Round Here. That is one of my yes. all favorite Counting Crows songs. Like, I know Mr. Jones is probably one of their more popular ones, but Round Here, my favorite. It's just a nice, slow song, but it's just, it's so just easy going. It's a great song. Yeah, he's got a great voice, too, man. Yeah. It's unique. Sure and it's, yeah, I like it. Did you name a couple of my first when you uh, said Red Hot Chili Peppers? This is funny because that was like, I feel like the first music video I remember seeing on TV, which Under the Bridge by Red Hot Chili Peppers. I remember seeing it in your TV room in New Jersey, dude. <laughs> and I love that song, man. Under the Bridge is like so good. Yeah. Um, and then Green Day, you mentioned that was my first cassette tape that I bought for myself <laughs> was Dookie, man. Uh, I know we were at CDs at that point, but uh, I wasn't. I was a little delayed, you know, like everything. <laughs> but I got, yeah, I got the Dookie cassette, man. And it was, uh, yeah, it was full of great songs for sure. 
dude, there's so many good ones. For some reason, I really connected with Better Than Ezra, actually. Yeah. I think because I was just, like, young and exploring music, and, like, that was just new to me, and I really liked his sound and stuff like that. 311 was later in my high school days, and it was kind of a unique sound as well, and I had fun with that one. Just, like, John Conan Crows, I uh, listened to them quite a bit. Cake, Love Cake. And Cake, and, too. Uh, and the band Cake. I like, yeah, I like both <laughs> things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> REM, you know, they started, you know, way before the 90s for sure, but but they were going strong and uh, I really liked their 90s stuff. Like a, a lot of people, I don't think like their Monster album, but I, I really did actually. And I got to see No Doubt in concert at Red Rocks and <laughs> it was crazy because it was like pouring rain. We were worried they were going to cancel and they didn't, man. They just, they played on, they like, they did like slip and slide on the stage and like the lightning seemed to almost sync with the music. It was like, it was a pretty sweet concert. I also saw a Bush in concert and they were awesome back in the day for sure. Yep. It's kind of funny that then they have a relationship, Gwen Stefani and Gavin Rosdale or whatever. They were like yeah. married for a while, weren't they? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I got to mention Incubus. They were one of the first yeah. bands I was listening to. And they were cool how they had a DJ in the band, even though they were like new metal or whatever they called themselves back in the 90s. But they had a, a cool blend of genres. And then there's a few bands that I definitely wasn't listening to, you know, 20 plus years ago, but have kind of come back to and really loved from the 90s. And one of that's kind of, I don't know if you guys have heard much of the Riot Girl scene. But basically just some like punk type girl bands back then, like Sleater Kinney is probably mm-hmm. the biggest one. And I really love that stuff. And then another band, Letters to Cleo. I hadn't really listened to them. Mm-hmm. And then they've kind of got a really cool kind of like pop rock kind of sound. They kind of honestly sound like Weezer, but like a girl band version of it. Lots of like melodic kind of tunes, but with powerful rock sounds. I've always liked that kind of combination. So that's a cool band. I got to check and them out. One that, yeah, yeah, you should. What's it called and then again? One, Letters to Cleo. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then one that I didn't think I would ever like, but when I finally started listening to her, I was like, this is some cool stuff. Bjork. Um, I, I just knew yeah. her as like this, this weirdo. And then especially those couple albums in the 90s. Um, <laughs> I don't know yeah. something about it's it's like bizarre her voice is just so strange but it it's it's intoxicating I I like her a lot and I love hearing you know when someone has a, like a really unique voice you know it's mm-hmm. just it, you do you just want to soak it in you know because it, uh, there yeah. are a lot of that can kind of blend together and you kind of lose track almost but there are certain singers that just have such a unique voice or accent that just stands out and is fun for sure yeah ben for me and i know you talked about her earlier i believe jewel that's what she fits in for me she's just got such a unique soothing voice for me that's so that's kind of what i think of her as yeah one of my best friends in high school you know not the best friend john john is the best (laughs) friend but (laughs) one of my best friends in high school though like that was one of his favorite bands or, or singers or whatever was Bjork. And so I definitely listened to it with him and it was a good time. And you're right. And totally unique sound and everything. I guess another one, I think her voice is unique too, but Portishead. It's my go-to sad music also, but it's also the trip hop genre. So basically it's kind of got like a little groovy hip hop kind of beat, but then it's just got this 
sad lady singing over it and it's just so good all their songs are kind of just like devastatingly depressing sounding and it's really great that's awesome i love yeah. it uh mentioned that a uh, good friend in high school one of his other favorite bands is the cure and definitely great stuff uh, a lot you know of course in the 80s but spilling into the 90s was some good stuff there and we can't like not mention you two right i mean they're yeah. a huge bands and done a lot of great stuff too. I feel like there are periods where I will binge on a particular artist where I just listen to it over and over. And that would, U2 is one of them, REM, Cake. And often it's when I'm in the car, like in a long road trip, I just love putting in some U2 or something like that. Yeah, dude, for sure. I love it. Hey, thanks so much for listening to part one of this episode. Stay tuned for more fun in part two.